What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Finelli, and alongside me today, got a new little crew. We got Ray Volo still, uh, and we got our unpaid intern and very good friend, Nicholas Perillo. Fellas, how we doing? Nikki, welcome to the pod. You're Nikki. <laughs> Thank you. Happy to be here. Um, you know, former podcaster myself, so sliding right back into the role I'm used to. Um, you know, I'm really excited. Been doing the social media for you guys for a while. And, you know, some people are talking in the locker room that this might be the A squad we got for uh, tonight's shows. Oh, I've heard it all through. I've heard it out <laughs> with the old in with the new. Love Let's it. fucking go. Love it. All right. So today we're doing part one of our two part uh, football preview episodes. We're talking college football right now. Uh, we're going to highlight some big games in week two and we're going to go over our bets for this weekend we got five units for college football five units for the nfl so we'll talk our bets um let's get right into it uh we're gonna start with the best team in college football in alabama um in austin alabama taking on texas your boy will be in austin not going to the game but will be amongst the fans so really excited for that ray talk to me about this game what do you think is going to happen? What do you think Texas needs to do to stay with Alabama? Uh, you said the best team in the country. I'm going to say alleged. They, uh, they're they coming off that 55. Yeah, Ohio State looked shot. really good last week. Dude, we played a top five team in the country, and we got the dub. That's all that matters. Oh, but um, uh, Bama's coming off that 55 to nothing shutout to Utah State. Like, big fucking whoop, Utah State. They're not even cool Mormons. They're like the fucking broke boys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Texas, they won 52 to 10 against Louisiana and Monroe. Uh, this is really the first game for both of them. Let's fucking be real. Like those games don't really tell you anything in regards to betting and betting lines. Uh, Bama's getting 20 here on the road. That should say a lot to you. Uh, I'm pumped to see it, though. It's a 12 o'clock game, right? ESPN? It is a 12 o'clock game. I believe it's on Fox. Fox yeah. Ooh, even better. Gus. Got Gus. Love that yeah. shit. Going to be high flying. Gus is going to be screaming, losing his voice. Uh, Nikki, what do you think? Um, I'm excited for this game just because, uh, you know, being a West Virginia uh, fan and going there, I've seen a lot of Texas in the past, and I just want to see the decimation of Texas because they're going to the big boy conference now, and they have no business being there. I hate when everyone's like, oh, it's Texas, it's Texas. Their fans don't show up for games. They're super overrated. Last time these two teams met was 2009 in the national championship. And we've seen how both teams have gone in completely opposite directions. So, I mean, if I'm betting, I'm taking uh, Alabama with the points because I think it's going to be a bloodbath uh, down in Austin. I don't know, Nikki. I think this this Texas bias, it's just a little fucking sour. It's a little beneath you. College football is better when Texas is good. Let's well, be real. Then, then it hasn't been good in like over a decade. I know, man. Like, <laughs> we want to see it, man. They're on the rise. You got Sark. Yeah, your boy, my boy Quinn Ewers fucking back in Texas after that signing that fucking, what is it, million-dollar NIL deal with Ohio State. Fucking gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm pumped to see it, though. Honestly, I, this is my first time seeing Bryce this year. I think he had five tutties last week he with, like, good, less than yeah. 200 yards, though. And I think he also ran for another 100, too. Um. I'm really see. I'm really curious to see who's going to come into the and like turn into the alpha of this wide receiver room. Uh, the Georgia transfer Jermaine Burton had two touchdowns last week, but also the junior. I'm pretty sure he's been in Alabama his whole career. Treshawn Holden had another two uh, two tutties with 70 yards on top. So I'm curious to see who's going to turn into that alpha, especially as a 
like big like just for draft purposes that Alabama wide receiver they go high and it's, that alpha is unclaimed right now uh I'm curious I'm curious to see I think it might be the freshman I think it might be Kobe Prentice honestly uh yeah I'm curious to see what these three receivers do too um I'm really hoping for a game purpose that um Texas can run the ball with Bijan Robinson and they can slow the game down a little bit um, and keep Bryce Young off the field. This is Sark's. It's a, it's his offense. He should know what's coming, um, but it's going to be best on best. And I'm a little worried about this Texas offensive line because um, obviously Will Anderson and hmm. Dallas Turner, uh, they're going to be coming all game. So no, dude, that's a good point. And also I'm like, I'm kind of surprised uh, Robinson only got 10 touches last week or 10 carries. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they're going to need to use him way more in this game. Like you said, they got to keep uh, that Alabama offense off the field and they got to slow down those edge rushers because those are probably the best edge rushing pair in the country. Uh, that being said, I really do want to see this be like a close game, but I got my money on bad much at Bama minus 20. Um, one, one unit to win 0.91 just for these, little, just for these spoilers. No, I'm going to I'm going to say my bets as we go for the games. Oh, I didn't bet on all these games. Oh, yeah, yeah, but the ones I did, I'm gonna uh, say. Yeah, I didn't I, bet on all of them. Like, if but you're yeah. gonna, if we're gonna talk about it, you might as well like say what the bet was for. Exactly. It. So yeah, we'll, I'm we'll definitely cap at the end for that. But um, speaking of that and bets, I'm not taking it either. The over under for this is 64 and a half. I think the over is really enticing for this. Bama's had 40 plus points in 41 of their last 57 games. That's a clip of 71.9 percent. That leads the nation. And we were just, you guys were talking about uh, B. John Robinson. Quinn Ewers coming out party here. Another guy we uh, didn't profile for Texas, who I think could you know make some noise is Xavier Worthy. He's their top receiver. Only had two catches for 24 yards last uh, last week. But you know if Texas wants to stay in this game, they're going to need some of those big breakout plays. Maybe you know you see Worthy break away for a big uh, you know big pass. BJ and Robinson maybe breaks a big run. So in that case, I like the over. But that's I mean that's the way Texas is going to be able to stick in this game. And like you said, for the bets, I'm going to take uh, – this is on my board. I got two units for Alabama first half minus 11 and a half. Fuck, I love that. Fuck, I love that one too. Yeah, no, uh, I like that a lot. In the, in the, in the spirit of, of full transparency, if we're, if we're doing the bets right now, Nikki, you just highlighted, I have over 64 and a half uh, for this game as one of my bets, as my five units. I got one unit on that uh, to win .9. Uh, I do think this will be a shootout but I still think Alabama covers. Um, so we'll I, think they, I think to go on with what Nikki said too, like they're going to need their stars to perform. So viewers worthy and Robinson all have to fucking step up. I think that, that's for your over to hit. Like they, they're going to need to score. And that's a tough D to fucking go against. Amen to that brother. We'll move on to our second game. We got number four, tw- Tennessee uh, at number 17, Pittsburgh. Um, both teams one and oh, obviously Nikki, a heartbreaker. It's only fitting. It's only a, fitting a heartbreaker Nikki for Nikki and his Mountaineers last week against Pitt. Uh, Nikki, talk to me about this game. What are you feeling? Uh, well, yeah, like you mentioned, I was at the game uh, on last Thursday, Pitt versus West Virginia. Unfortunately, West Virginia couldn't pull the win out. Um, you know, they gave it a hell of an effort. First backyard brawl in 11 years. So that was great for college football. This game, um, it's it's going to be a really tough one to forecast. I think this game and the two other games we're talking about are all going to be kind of like crapshoots. 
A um, little bit weird, I think, though, that Tennessee is minus six and a half, considering yeah. they're coming on the road, playing at Pitt. Um, Super weird. It was, it was very weird. Like, I mean, I look at that line just, uh, you know, thinking betting-wise, but I think Pitt's going to have a little bit of an advantage, maybe just because um, that, that Tennessee secondary is pretty bad, and Pitt's going to need to air this ball out if they're going to want to win. I mean, last year Tennessee was 102nd nationally against the pass, and, you know, Slovis looked actually pretty good week one. He was no Kenny Pickett. I know a lot of Pitt uh, fans were saying that there's got to be, like, you know, some work that Narduzzi is going to have to do with that offense. But Slovis looked actually, like, very good, and, and he was under pressure a lot. So that's another factor for Pitt. That offensive line is going to need to keep him upright and keep him in the pocket. And if he stays in the pocket long enough, then I really think that Slovis is going to be able to shred up this uh, Tennessee secondary. Yeah, uh, Tennessee looked really good again. Obviously, they, they played slapdick Ball, Ball State. State yeah. um, but Hendon Hooker looked really good. Ray, what do you think? They they looked really good against Ball State, but um, you know, Pitt fighting through adversity against West Virginia. They played a tough game week one to build some confidence. Who do you like here? No, I mean, I agree with Nikki with uh, what he was saying in regards to Pitt's offense. I think they're going to need to keep him Slovis upright, and they're going to need to air this ball out. But I'm going to turn the other side of the ball. Uh, Henton Hooker is a real du- dual threat uh, quarterback. And, I mean, he didn't really run for that many yards last week, but those two touchdowns, he is going to be a matchup nightmare when it comes down to that goal line. And that's where he's going to make his money. I think the key to this game is really going to be Pitt's front. Uh, having another good game that had three sacks last week and getting in Hooker's face, they got to make him, they got to force him to be uncomfortable and got to force him to, uh, to throw the ball into uh, some traffic and maybe get some turnovers. Uh, that being said, Six and a half is ridiculous. I really wanted to tease Pitt, but I can just see them having a letdown game. That last week was so – the motions were high. They pulled one out. I just feel like there's, this is a letdown coming. So that being said, I'm going to lay off this one. Yeah, I'm staying away at all costs. That line is just super weird for a road team. Ridiculous. Um, especially after Pitt just took that game uh, last week. Um, I'm staying away at all costs. Nick, we'll you got anything on. in this? Yeah, I was just going to say uh, really quickly, I do agree with Ray that um, Pitt being home, you know, just, I mean, that being home is big for two weeks in a row, but that hangover coming off such an emotionally draining victory, you know, first game of the season, that's your rival. That could be like a big thing. Maybe they come out slow, which is going to put them behind. Also, the over 66 uh, and a half, I don't have it, Ooh. but all the optics points, point bro. to it, but that's I don't think lot, it's going to Tennessee's got 45 points in the past four straight games. That's a school record. And Pitt scored 30 points, 14 of the last 18. But, you know, with those, with, with that trending that much in that direction, I could see this being a letdown. Like we said, if Pitt comes out slow, that over could be killed by the second quarter. Yeah, I love a, I love a regression there. Everything you just said made me just want to stay away from it even harder. I'm pumping in yeah. budget. So if you're thinking about it, don't do it. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't do it. All right, we'll move on to our third game. Uh, probably my favorite game of the week. Uh, back in the swamp for Florida, uh, number 20, Kentucky at number 12, Florida, huge jump in the rankings for Florida after a big win against Utah. Um, and this will be a great matchup against two quarterbacks who are projected first round picks this year. Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, Ray, what do you think here? Uh, Kentucky looked good in week one. Levis looked good. Um, but obviously Anthony Richardson was the star of week one in college football with that big win. I mean, no, you said it, dude. Uh, this is a battle of two potential first-round quarterbacks, and it's back prime time in the swamp. 
God, I love the swamp, man. I have a soft spot in my heart for Florida just because of Dylan. Um, Kentucky's though, they're no fucking slouch. Levy's no. is playing well. Uh, they just beat the shit out of Miami of Ohio. Uh, good call, Fab, for including that in the teaser. Thirty-seven <laughs> to thirteen, like wasn't even fucking close. <laughs> oh God, it still pisses me off. Um, that being said, but you no, you said it. Ar looked like a difference maker last week. He looked like a little Cam Newton. Uh, 168 passing yards, another hundred on the ground with three tutties. Uh, Levy's is obviously, or was it Levis? Levis. Levis. Excuse me. I don't want to be like Dean. Uh, <laughs> he's more your traditional drop back pocket passing quarterback. Uh, 303 yards passing with three t- tutties and a pick. Uh, I think the big difference here is Kentucky could not run the ball last week. And I think Chris Rodriguez is still going to be out. I don't know if anyone else has heard difference. Yeah, out. Yeah. Still suspended. Yeah. He still says, I mean, I think that's huge. They could not run the ball against Miami of Ohio. Uh, and Florida's front proved that they can make a, they can cause some havoc around that line of scrimmage. They were in, uh, they were in, what's his name's face all last week. Um, rising. Rising. Thank you. And um, I think that's going to be the uh, key to this game. I think they're going to need to get in Levy's face, uh, make him uncomfortable, and let the back end do their job. I, I'm, I'm going to take. Uh, I have in I have a Florida Alabama teaser too, so I'm doubling down on Bama. So I got uh, two team tees, Bama minus thirteen and a half. I love getting it underneath that uh, two tutty mar- uh, mark, and I got Gators plus one and a half. So pretty much like a money line bet mm-hmm. minus one ten, two units. Nice, yeah. Nikki, talk to me about this game. So I agree with Ray a lot. Um, the, the biggest factor for me in this game is going to be that Kentucky basically is not going to have a running offense with Chris Rodriguez still being out. They ran the ball really poorly last week. Uh, like I think four or five players did get rushes, but I don't believe anybody was over 50 yards on the ground. So it's going to be really tough that it's going to be a lot on Levis. I think Levis will uh, get his in this game. He's going to feast on a secondary that at times had issues against Utah, Rising is a very good quarterback, but, you know, Levis is right in there in that class. So I think he will make a difference. Um, but another X factor for me is that, I mean, AR-15 is a star. We saw that last week. He's, I mean, looks like he's going to be able to win games on his own. And I, I forget what I was listening to something, and they basically compared him to, like, a really good college quarterback, one of these guys who can just do everything by himself if he has to. And it's going to come down to the linebacker play of Kentucky. If they're going to be able to contain him, make sure he doesn't get out of the pocket, I mean, make him win the game in the air, not on the ground. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, – Florida for this game. The line, I don't love as much. Five and a half is tough, but money line, I think they should be able to pull it out. Kentucky won last year in um, this matchup, but first time since 1986, they won, and they haven't won in Gainesville since 1979, which is one of the hardest places to play. So I see AR-15 dazzling and the Gators pulling this one out. Yeah, I think you guys both hit it directly on the head. Keys to the game. Um, for for Kentucky, Nikki, you said it. These linebackers, J.J. Weaver and, and Hawkins Jones, um, two really good linebackers. They need to contain Anthony Richardson at all costs um, and got to make him win with his arm. Um, and, Ray, you said it too. Like Kentucky couldn't get the, the ball going on the ground. Um, three guys from their offensive line that was really good last year are gone to the NFL uh, with Fortner, Kennard, and, and Dari Rosenthal. Um, I'm also going to take Florida. I didn't bet them, but I'm going to take Florida minus five and a half. I saw this crazy statistic for, for Anthony Richardson too. Um, he's got 13 career touchdowns. Three of them are 45 plus passing yards. Two of them are 70 plus rushing yard, uh, rushing touchdowns. Seven are for 25 yards or more. 
five were for 40 plus yards and three of them are for 70 yards. That's absurd that he's just a big play waiting to happen. Um, I don't know if Kentucky gets enough stops to stop the big plays of Anthony Richardson. I was actually just going to say that you said like it comes down to Kentucky's linebackers containing him. I think that's just way too much to ask. That guy's a freak. I think what it's going to come down to is just him protecting the ball. I think we saw what uh, Billy Napier wants this Florida team to be. I think he wants them to pound the rock relentlessly and keep the ball and just hope that their defense can turn more turnovers than they than they uh, give up. So I think that's I think winning the turnover the battle is going to be the key to Florida. I think all year because if they can, yeah. if they if they contain the ball if they keep the ball in their hands, dude. Ar is too good. He's going to make shit happen. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what Kentucky's defensive scheme looks like and honestly teams moving forward um their defensive schemes against anthony richardson um it'll be really interesting he's a he's a freak we'll move on to our fourth game big pac 12 game number 10 stanford uh number 10 usc excuse me at stanford um this will be game two for for caleb williams and uh and lincoln riley and and all the, the transfers that they got um, Ray, talk to me about – I know you love some USC. Talk to me about USC versus Stanford. I mean, I think this is going to be very similar to the uh, Texas-Bama game in the sense that Stanford needs to keep the ball out of that offense's hands. That offense is just too high-powered. Caleb Williams, they got um, the two wide receivers. Uh, what are their names? Addison and who's the uh, the other all-conference guy they have? Um, anyone? What's the other guy? What's, who's the other receiver's name? I'm lost right now. You're going to make me look this Keep up. Keep going. Ugh. No, I'm just saying, like, their weapons are just, there's too many of them. They have too many. I think Stanford's going to need to run this ball and uh, protect it in order to uh, to win this, to keep it close. I mean, they got to they gotta slow them down. I'm very excited for this quarterback matchup, though. Again, yeah, big time. I feel like, I feel like this whole weekend big game is for just. Tanner McKee. I feel like this whole weekend is just quarterback matchups. I'm hyped. I mean, Caleb Williams, we know what he is. He's the dual threat uh, sophomore who's going to be make highlights. And but McKee is a five star, six six pocket passing quarterback. Those are the ones that those are the ones that succeed in the NFL. Let's just be real. I know the NFL is changing, but this is a huge test for him. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, big time. He, he looked good. I mean, they played Colgate. Uh, last yeah. week, Stanford, but at 82% completion percentage, 300 yards, two touchdowns. He, he looked really good. Um, and you said it too. It's this week. It feel, it felt like all I was doing was talking, was writing down the quarterback's names because it is a quarterback battle almost everywhere. Uh, Nikki, you like USC in this one too? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm going to take USC in this one. I feel like a lot of people are giving, you know, the unwarranted hate to the PAC 12 early on here. That loss uh, that Utah had. Oh, um, I hate the Pac-12. Well, I mean, everyone <laughs> everyone hates the Pac-12, but I think that USC actually, unlike Texas, is moving more in the right direction. They're going to be in the Big Ten soon, so this is another statement game for them, like another team moving conferences where you got to show that you're coming to play. And like, like Ray just alluded to, it all comes down to Caleb Williams. Uh, Oklahoma Sooners know how to turn out great quarterbacks. So I think that, um, you know, the move to USC was a good one for him. And I think that it's that star power that he's going to have behind him that's going to lead them over Stanford. I think they should win pretty comfortably in this game. Like it. I do have them in a tease, I believe, but we'll get to that. So um, the, 
Uh, I just want to let you know the receiver is Mario Williams. Mario Williams. Williams. And um, I was going to say, like, I think I was going to say Mike Williams, like a fucking idiot. Um, and then there's also Taj Washington, who also had another big game last week. And they just have so much firepower. And then at running back, too, they even have Travis Dye. I think he may have been preseason all Pac-12. Yeah, but, I don't think he did much in week one, but he is a good player. Yeah, no, yeah, he, they were they didn't really run the ball. I feel like a lot of teams weren't really running. I guess like week one, like Paul, uh, like big bull Paul Cruz says, you just want to beat the shit out of the fucking slapdick team in front of you. Get some <laughs> confidence up. Um, I'm excited to see not only uh, Tanner McKee, but their running back EJ Smith is a former four star, and he last week he went off. He had 120 yards and two tutties. So I think that's good. like I said, I think that's going to be a big. Uh, Big key for them. Get, get nine at home too. Yeah, dude, that was another one. I was like, oh my god! Like, I just don't want to test USC right now. I feel like it's a little early in the season. I'll see what they do. You know, this is on the road. It's a big game. I wanted to take their uh, first half over points, and to be honest, I still may when that line drops over the weekend. But another part of me also just like, let's just see how this goes. See what let's yeah. see what Lincoln can do. Week on the two, road. it's tough. I know it really is. Uh, we'll round out our highlighted games for week two in college football with number nine Baylor at number 21 BYU. This is going to be a really good game, especially if you like trench play. Um, one of the best offensive lines in the country in BYU matched up against this vaulted uh, Baylor defensive line, especially their run defense with uh, with uh, Siaki Ika and Gabe Hall. Uh, two really, really nice players along that defensive line. Um, and it's going to be them against Christopher Brooks, honestly. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this game. Ray, what do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty pumped to see that uh, big boy, uh, Siaki Ika. I know he's getting first-round buzz, too, but he's massive, isn't he? Massive. What's his size? Let's see, 6'4", 358. Yeah, he's Jesus fucking Jesus Christ, dude. It's like, it's like Jordan Davis again. I mean, obviously not the athlete, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Baylor's what they're giving three. They're getting three and a half on the road. They're getting three and a half, dude. Such an another such a weird line. Uh, but BYU BYU's been talented the last few years, and their quarterback uh, Jaron Hall has been playing well. Uh, twenty five thirty two last week, super efficient. Two sixty one with two tutties. I think there was a pick sprinkled in there, but it's not a big deal. I mean, it's one pick against USF though. They were at USF too. Covered. Uh, they won by nineteen on an eleven yeah. half point spread. Love to see that. But I the real story of this them last week, they ran like a motherfucker over USF. 312 yards, led by Chris Brooks, who had 135 on 12 carries. That being said, Baylor, who spanked my great Danes, also ran the fuck out of the ball. <laughs> uh 41, 41 carries or 259 yards. So I think this is gonna be I'm assuming that Baylor's defense is not gonna allow the rushing that USF did there. Like you said, their front is fucking impressive. They're big and they're athletic. So uh, I really do like Baylor in this game, but I'll save my bet for a little bit. I'll let Nikki talk about it. Um, Albany didn't cover last week. Unfortunately, no, they, um, they lost 69 to 10, uh, but we're getting there, you know, one day. Yeah. I thought I had him in a team. A, Maybe 10 not. points for a top 10 uh, team, you know, exactly. Something. <laughs> Pretty good. All right, Nikki. Um, Nikki, round us out here with uh, with Baylor BYU. Yeah, another good, interesting game here. This is going to be really late night uh, to stay up for because they are at BYU. I think believe a ten fifteen kickoff. But these two teams played each other last year. Baylor won that affair, thirty eight twenty four. Um, I do remember watching that game last year. The score was not. Um, the game was not as close as the score. Uh, BYU had a couple garbage time touchdowns. 
But uh, Alex uh, Sauce, you did mention uh, Baylor returning some of those. I mean, um, BYU returning some of those offensive linemen. Baylor's returning four starters on the O line, and I don't, you know, that's going to be just key for them, just in general, to you know keep their quarterback upright. And also, this is something I did like from last week from Baylor in that sixty-nine point uh, to ten victory. They had eight different players who scored for them last week, so a lot of versatility there with Baylor. Um, this is also like we've been mentioning. That's the theme of been a couple of these games. It's a statement game for BYU because they're entering the Big 12 in a couple of years. They lost to Baylor last year. You're home. It's going to be a game that wants to show that, hey, we can compete with these other teams and we can play along with the, you know, the big boys in the Big 12 and maybe make that conference relevant because it's not looking that good when they're getting all these uh, Pac-12 teams. So we'll see what happens. I do think Baylor will pull this out in a close game. Uh, I wouldn't really... I don't really know which way to go with the points. I guess I would take Baylor with the points, but it's going to be a very close game. I could see this coming down to like last couple drives, whoever, you know, whatever coaching staff is going to cook up the best plays to put their team in the best spot. Yeah. This is another game. I'm not touching as well. Uh, three and a half, just a really, really weird line. Um, Nikki, is this on your card this, or no? You're just saying like, not on my you, card. I just, I just like to give the people some insight. Love like, that. Love that. Uh, Those- so this, this, yeah. this is a, this is on my card though. So I took Baylor money line. Uh, I think three and a half points is a weird line, like you said. That's why I just said fuck. I think they're gonna. I think they're going to win. I think they're the, the defending Big Twelve champs, and I think they're just gonna be tougher on the uh, on the fronts on both sides. To be honest with you, uh, they have that their first year quarterback who won them their Big Twelve championship last year coming in late. I, so I don't think this is gonna be. Like on the road at BYU, I don't think it's going to be that, that big of a deal. You had your first starts in like a Big 12 championship. So I'm going to take them plus one four. What is it? 143. One unit on that. Nice. All right. Yeah, we're, we're talking bets now, Ray. You want to run us through all, all your bets? Yeah. So, I mean, I pretty much had most of mine because we're only doing the, these five units, which is whack in my opinion. But, you know, I digress. Uh, so my first is Alabama minus 20, minus 110. I put one unit on that. Uh, second is the teaser I did. So it's Bama minus 13 and a half Gators plus one and a half. That's another minus 110, but I put two units on there. Um, that's a six and a half point teaser too. So just keep keep, it, keep the people aware. Uh, third, Baylor money line plus 143. I put a unit on that. And lastly, God sprinkle my boys. They cost me a lot of money last week, but I'm doing it again. OSU first half minus 28. Then they're going to come Ooh. out and make it. Yeah, come out and make a statement. I got they're gonna put up 35 in the first half. 35 nothing. Their defense is gonna be too tough. They're, they're not scoring on them. The juice. Minus 105. The juice. All right. Yeah, I I like it. Had to. I like it. I like it. All right, Nikki, take us through your uh your five units. So the two unit one I did mention before that was Alabama first half. They're minus eleven and a half in that game. I like that. Um I have one unit on Iowa State plus three and a half. Iowa versus Iowa State, great rivalry. They play, I believe, every year, like early on in the season. Um, just they both suck, really. I mean, Iowa is a good, Iowa's a good team for the Big Ten. I think it's they're both just, pretty decent teams. Oh, Iowa State lost Purdy. They're kind of in a regression, but I mean, I, lo- I love Matt Campbell. You couldn't have you oh, couldn't have loved all those punts last week from Iowa and that disgusting game they played. So I mean, the over under that's like thirty eight and a half. But I, I'm going to go roll with Iowa State plus three and a half. You know, rivalry game, anything could happen. Um, I also have one unit on Texas A&M, minus 18.5 versus Appalachian State. Appalachian State almost had the craziest win of the heartbreaker. One, slew of crazy games. I think that that sits in Texas A&M's favor. What was that one? 
Uh, minus 18 and a half. Yeah, I don't think Appalachian State's defense can stop a nosebleed, let alone so. Texas think, A&M. I think people are on a little bit of a high from that. Texas A&M went out and shut out um, the Sam Houston State Bearcats last week. No. so <laughs> Not not uh, the Bearcats. <laughs> I literally looked at it and said their acronym is Sam H-O-U. So I was like, what is that? I've never <laughs> heard of that school. So uh, Texas A&M, I like them with Appalachian State coming off like, you know, they're basically their Super Bowl. And for the last one, I have one unit on Oklahoma State minus 11 and a half versus Arizona State. Um, uh, Oklahoma State won against Central Michigan 55 to 48. Not the greatest optic coming out of uh, week one. Central Michigan is not terrible, but you don't want to be have a game that close in your first week. And Arizona State won 40 to three over Northern Arizona. I just uh, honestly, I'm going with home field advantage. Playing in Stillwater is tough. And Oklahoma State arguably has been the second best team in the Big 12 for the past like 10 years. So I'm rolling with the Cowboys. They lost the leader of that D and Jimmy Knowles, though. New Buckeye coordinator. It's tough. Um, Nikki, what's your total to uh, win? How many units can you win? Let me hear it. I have no idea. You, are you doing pen and paper? If we're going to be honest, yeah, it's just like okay. written so, 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 Okay, this, so Sauce is going to do his uh, – you just start doing the math now. You could probably do it by the time he's done. You know, like I don't even have what they are minus and stuff like that. So the people at home are just going to have to trust me. Love it. Put your units and put them on the table. Love it. All right. I'm going to read off Dean's one bet for college football, too. He he only has one. He unfortunately couldn't be here with us tonight, uh, but he's got a five unit bet. Uh, That's how he's that's how he's rolling, especially after a shit week one for Dean, uh, where he's already down almost nine units to me and Ray. So he's got a lot of. A lot of work to do, uh, but Dean's big bet for the week is Baylor plus three and a half at BYU for five units to win four point two four. Uh, you got that at minus uh, minus one eighteen. Uh, Can I be honest? When he yeah. said that, I got so fucking pissed. I do not want to be with that little mush. <laughs> you guys ass beat last week, I'd- dude. I'd, I mean, I believe more in Dean's NFL picks. He's not he's not the the t- sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to college football. He's learning. He's new. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. You could have stopped there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guy's got some problems. Uh, we'll t- we'll talk about my bets now. Uh, as the man of the week in week one, um, already talked about the over in the Alabama Texas game. Got one unit on that. Uh, my two unit bet. Um, is a teaser Wisconsin minus 10 and a half versus Washington state um, and USD minus two and a half against Stanford. That's a seven point tease um, two units to win two units. Gotta love that. Love me some Braylon Allen, the sophomore running back for, for Wisconsin. Uh, had a they great- always have running backs, bro. Dude. It makes no sense. I mean, he was a freshman last year. I think he ran for over 1200 yards. He's, he's a beast. It's, yeah. It's sick. He's just in the long line of, of these great Wisconsin running backs. He was actually recruited uh, as a safety too. And then uh, he played running back in high school too, but um, he's listed on at ESPN as a safety originally when they, when they were wild. Uh, And he's just a supreme athlete. Guy's an absolute beast. Also Washington state lost our boy, Abe Lucas. So they can't be as good as they were last year. No, they cannot be. And they will not cover uh, that 10 and a half T. So I'm going to slam that one. Uh, Nikki, I'm on the opposite side of you. Uh, in the battle for Iowa, I'm taking Iowa minus three and a half over Iowa State. Iowa's won the last six um, in these contests. And I just think without Brock Purdy, without Brees Hall, 
Um, it's a lot of offense for Iowa State to make up. Such a Big uh, Ten guy. Yeah. So I got to gotta roll with my boy Petrus. I actually hate that guy. Um, but we're Big Ten strong. Uh, and then the last bet we're doing is uh, we're getting a little crazy here. A little parlay. A little money line parlay uh, for the dogs, too. I'm taking Pitt money line at home. And I'm taking Baylor money money line on the road, uh, one unit plus six twelve for six point one two units. I love this bet. Uh, I'll be honest. Yeah, I hate parlays. I just learned how to gamble. <laughs> it, it does. It does. I say I hate parlays because I'm not a child, but I do love that bet. Yeah, that's, that's, well, a, that's a fat line. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take any stupid ass parlays. But I love these two dogs that are going to win outright. Uh, so I'm slamming that. Uh, I have five units to win 9.92. So big separator could be in play for myself. All right, fellas. So that'll wrap it up for us here. I'm between two tackles for part one um, of our college football preview in week two. Uh, stay with us as we will do our part two for the NFL coming right up. Uh, as always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our very new Twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us as we head into the 2022-2023 season. The NFL is almost here. Fellas, appreciate you. Love it. Good luck, fellas.